Black on black violence, something that is used in our community, a term, a concept that was invented solely to confuse and distract from the real issues. Welcome to another edition of Daryl Davis, Black and Green. You know, I see a lot of well-meaning people posting comments like if black lives matter, then black people should stop killing each other. And while on its surface, that certainly makes sense. We, we do want that. But in reality, this is just a way to, to distract from the real issues. And so when people say that, you're not really helping the cause. The, in fact, the National Democratic Committee put out a memo a few years ago telling their candidates that when Black Lives Matter activists show up at rallies, political rallies um, that they're holding to change the subject to black on black violence. Now, now, why would they ask you to do that? Well, they they ask you to do that because by changing the, the scenario to black on black violence, it takes them off the hook. Well, Daryl, uh, shouldn't we be responsible for our own violence in our own community? Absolutely. Absolutely. But we can't be responsible when we're denied political power. We can only be so much responsible when we're denied economic opportunity. See, every other group that came here, they, they were violent. You had Irish gangs, notorious. Italian gangs, Jewish gangs, notorious. The mafia all sprung up out of economic need. And, and, and the U.S. government... And white charities banded together to lift white folks out of poverty. And that was how they alleviated a lot of the violence in those communities. Violence is not a color thing. Violence is an economic thing. And so when we sit around saying black on black violence, if black lives matter, we stop killing each other. All true, but not the main issue. You have people in our communities reaching out to the youth with our meager resources trying to get funding for community centers if we even have a community center. These are the ways that you alleviate violence in the community. But when you say, if we need to stop killing each other, black on black violence, you change the scenario. You change the conversation. You let the people who control the billions of dollars and resources off the hook. When, when, when whites were impoverished and very violent, as groups, as ethnic groups, the government gave them whole industries. And it's still happening with immigrants coming now. Food service, immigrants who are, who are newly arrived have, have uh, uh, landscaping and food service and housing and free clothes and free toys for their kids. And I'm not against that. But where's our share? And so this whole notion of black on black violence is a real issue. But... By saying, well, the parents need to do more. You, you know, again, you, you, you're, you're telling black parents that we have to do more. And, and if you could be the best parent on the planet. But if your child goes to an inferior school and after school, there's no after school programs and they're doing nothing but running the streets while many of us are at work and then sometimes working two jobs. It's it's unrealistic. The, the parents are there. But but kids 
rise up based on institutions. John Henry Clark, one of our greatest scholars, said, your communities rise and fall with the institutions. And so if there are no after school programs, if there are no community centers, if there aren't programs that offer uh, job training, career training, career planning, counseling, mediation, where are these kids going to go? And so by saying, well, the parents need to do more, you're being ignorant. I'm sorry. And, and to be honest, I get offended when I when I hear that, because when it was white folks turn, you had Catholic charities, you had the YMCA, you had the federal government, you had state run programs to lift whites out. Now it's our turn. We hear, well, the parents need to do more. No, 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 no. Let, let's be realistic about this. And so this whole black on black violence thing, it's not alleviated by slogans. It's not alleviated by saying, well, the parents need to do more. It's not alleviated by coining a phrase that doesn't exist. White on white. Where's white on white violence? Well, they kill each other at higher rates than black people kill black people. They've they've killed more people historically and worldwide than anybody else why isn't that a problem why isn't that an issue world war one world war two the civil war mafia uh crime family wars why isn't that white on white violence and why isn't that an issue to be addressed and why aren't the parents doing more and so i i raise this issue to say stop with the comments if black lives matter, black people will stop killing each other. Yes and no. Well, the parents need to do more. You don't know that. You, you know, you, you, you're comparing us to parents who had maids and butlers and, and, and after school programs and hockey and lacrosse. And no, 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 no. This is not charity we're talking about. We're talking about equal opportunity. We're talking about the same thing everybody else has been and continues to be given opportunities, resources, jobs, business opportunities. That's how you alleviate violence in the community. But when you coin the phrase black on black violence and the parents needed to be doing more. You undermine the attempt to really alleviate these issues. Violence is a byproduct of poverty and oppression. And now that it's our turn, you know, the YMCA Catholic Charities, you know, they had all these programs for everybody else. But now that it's our turn, all they want to offer us is a cot. And it's not enough. And some of us are demanding more for ourselves and for our children. This whole black on this black on black violence is, is, a, is an excuse to further uh, marginalize the black community to keep us down politically and economically. And so Democratic National Democratic Committee, your memo about changing the subject of black on black violence. Um, some of us are are categorically rejecting it. We want the same thing everybody else has opportunity, not charity, although there's nothing wrong with charity. Affirmative action is under attack constantly through the Supreme Court, through lower courts, constantly under attack. And, and, and again, they change the scenario. Well, I'm tired of unqualified blacks getting my job. 
the height of ignorance to say something like that. The height of ignorance. This country was built on unqualified white people getting jobs and business business opportunities because of who they know and who they're related to. Generational wealth passed down. They start out ahead of the game. Stolen wealth. And then you look at you look at the billionaires. Um, you know, I, I cringe every time I see, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg's advice. Uh, this this billionaire's advice, um, you know, what they leave out is that most of these billionaires started out wealthy. Most of them, a lot of them almost went to prison for unfair uh, labor practices and business practices and violating the law. Uh, they don't pay taxes. They cheat. They steal. That's why there's the word uh, corporate espionage. It's not because they work harder than you or that they're smarter than you. It's, it's systematic. And so when we say affirmative action, we're not saying charity. We're saying opportunity. Now, the other thing I want to I want to mention on this while we're talking about black on black violence is that when you have right right in my hometown of Peekskill and I and I when I raise these local questions, these local issues, I'm talking a broader Westchester and, and beyond. Um, again, to quote Don, uh, Dr. John Henry Clark, communities rise and fall by their institutions and peak skill this the gentrification has been vicious and massive black businesses have been systematically targeted harassed by police and torn down over the years now they want bowman towers a public housing building in peak skill well it's on the main highway that's the first thing people see when they visit our town it's an eyesore I mean, these are things that they have said publicly that they've said in the newspapers over the years. So they've targeted Bowman Towers for mass eviction and gentrification. And myself and allies in the Committee for Justice, we fought that off for 30 years. But but in the course of that fight, we fought for and got a real community center that I was on the organizing committee of. To set up programs, after school programs. See, because before then, all we had was a funky gym. They literally gave our community nothing but a new basketball every year. And, and, and maybe roller skates. Broken board games. Missing pieces. We videotaped it. And so we demanded more. We want a meeting hall. So the unions could come in. And, and, and bring people into our community, into the unions and the trades so that they can be, leave public housing and become homeowners. This is what we set up. We had computers in there. These kids could go in there and get online and learn things instead of just play basketball. And we had all of that. And over the years, they systematically dismantled it because the community is targeted for gentrification, for mass eviction. The struggle continues. We've been able to fight them off for over 30 years and, and we're still fighting them off. And they've done everything legal and illegal to get rid of that community. Bowman Tower, a public housing building. They smeared the community. They racially profiled the community. We had a city manager 
who said to the police, I want, and this is a fact because two police officers told me this. I want people, I want cops down in front of Bowman Towers making arrests. I want to keep that, keep that building in the news so that when we move on them, nobody will say anything. And, and these police officers, to their credit, said, but they're not doing anything. They're just out there. I don't care. Charge them with loitering or whatever. Those were the marching orders from the city manager of Peekskill. Pat Garvey. And and, 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 and and this is what we've been up against. And if you live in public housing and it's falling apart and there's violence and drugs, that's not your fault. That's political neglect. We've had Democratic president, Democratic Congress. Where's the funding for public housing? It, it don't exist. It's being defunded. It's being given to the private developers who are donating to these politicians right here in Westchester County. The 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 uh, New York state, probably the biggest donors from the Democratic Party now are real estate interests who are building luxury housing that we can't afford. We when we vote now without making demands, we don't want affordable housing anymore. We want housing we can afford And if we are not making these demands to the Democrats, don't vote for them. Well, Daryl, if you do that, the other side's going to win. Let them win. I want some of you Democrats to join us in poverty. And maybe you'll change your ways. And maybe you'll treat us with some political integrity. And maybe, just maybe, we can see some real progress in America led by the Democratic Party. Well, why the Democratic Party? Because they get our money and our votes. That's why. We want a fair return. That's why. Now, there are other options in some of my other programs. I have spoken about the importance of going backwards to go forwards. Question isn't who killed Malcolm X. The question is, why was he killed? We need to revisit the civil rights movement and see why it was so viciously attacked. There are there were and there are political economic elements that don't want to see real black progress. And so they they systematically undermined us. They attack us has not stopped. It has not stopped. So black on black violence. The solution is not the parents need to do more. The solution is isn't changing the conversation. The one of the solutions is to get a return on our vote. Another solution is to be an activist, to be active 365 days a year. It's just not enough to vote for some racist politician. It's not enough to vote for some black politician who's there to represent white real estate interest. It's just not enough. Voting is a tool, but not the tool. Being active 365 days a year, that's the way. Read our scholars, John Henry Clark. Dr. Ben Yakin, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Joanne Chesimard, Angela Davis. Study these people. Study what they did. Henry Highland Garnett, preacher from way back. Self, self-reliance. Marcus Garvey, self-reliance. We don't want charity. We want opportunity. And remember, if, we, if, we, if you are not, when these people have their meetings... And if you are not at the table when they're making these decisions, then you are on the menu.